Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Thompson, and today we're going to talk all about the top mistake that I see parents dealing with when they're trying to help their child manage those after-school meltdowns. So one of the biggest things, the biggest mistakes that I notice for parents is focusing on the actual meltdown. What I want you to think about, and, and it makes sense because for you to, to focus on that because it's like hell on wheels, your, you know, your child comes home, you feel like the tension kind of creeps up when you pick them up in the car, or when you're counting down the, the minutes till you get to see them from home or they walk in the door if they're walking off the bus and it starts. They're, you know, cranky about, about what snack you have to offer. They're, you know, snapping at their siblings. They're trying to figure out what it is that, that they want to eat when, you know, they really just want to go escape onto their screen and you don't want them to be dealing with the screen time right now. They're sad that their friend can't come over. They're asking for, you know, six different things and you have to unfortunately say no to all of them due to the schedule of the day. And then the complaining starts and that ramps itself up to a full-blown meltdown before you even know it. And I think one of the biggest things that parents focus on when they ask me, you know, what it is that I need to do when my child is having a meltdown is actually trying to find strategies that are going to work in the middle of the meltdown. When you're focusing on dealing with the meltdown to bring it down to that level, you're lost in the in the process at that point of the meltdown and your child is not able to hear you. That is the wrong time to be focusing on trying to calm your child down. Oftentimes I that's like the first thing that parents come to me asking about, how do I get my kid to stop like how do I get to stop a meltdown? Think of it this way, if you're driving in the city and you have two roads and one road is icy and slick, and the other road is dry and you know cold. They're both going in the same direction and you're wondering, well, how do I stop my car from sliding on this icy road? No, you need to ask, how do I drive on the other road? The goal is to prevent the meltdown. When your child's emotions are up here, they cannot hear the words that are coming out of your mouth. This is like the, what's that rush hour? A quote, I don't know where that just came from, but apparently I'm too hyped up on coffee today. They're not getting any of the info, any of the suggestions, any of the things. I mean, half the time they're barking at you, like squawking at you meowing like a cat, like there's random stuff coming out of your kid's mouth because it, at that point, it is a visceral reaction. It is animalistic. And that's why half the time your kid's making these sounds that don't sound like they're coming out of a human's mouth and drives you nuts because it's annoying, but it's also confusing because you're like, use your words. Your child is overstimulated and overwhelmed at that point, And there's no way that whatever you're suggesting or offering or trying to solve the problem to whatever they're complaining about is going to get through to their brain and actually calm them down at that point. 
The goal is to get ahead of that meltdown and actually prevent it. If you're going through meltdowns every day, multiple times a day, then something's not working. Your child has not learned the skills effectively and you have not learned the strategies to prevent the meltdowns. That's where I come in. And dealing specifically with the school, what I'm focusing on here for you are the exact strategies that I use with parents to prevent the meltdowns. And one of the critical pieces of that is arranging for a team. I get that you can manage the teacher rolling their eye at you or giving you snide remarks, but can your kid... Can your kid manage the teacher's misunderstanding of your child's needs? If your kid can't manage getting a snack at the end of the day, I wonder if saying that you can help your child at home and that's where the strategies need to be put in place is really the right place to be focusing on. Your child, as a highly sensitive child, needs a team of support. Tendency for us as parents to wait it out and see how it goes is actually not as effective for highly sensitive kids because they feel invalidated and they don't feel connected or heard. And so as a result, kiddos feel lost in the shuffle. And then you're trying and grasping at straws to deal with these meltdowns or to drag them to the car the next day when they're refusing to go to school, hoping that maybe you'll turn a corner and that they'll grow out of it. It doesn't work that way. You need to find the specific strategies that will help build that team of support, will help communicate that you know what you're doing with your child and what's effective at home in order to use it in the school setting. And you, you need to help your child understand that they can access support at school. They don't have to hold it all in and deal with lose your shit-itis, which is what I call it when they blow up at home. They don't have to live a life like this. Just because your child is highly sensitive doesn't mean that they don't have to develop the skills effectively and then we don't, as parents and you know, school system, as professionals, have to change the way that we respond to our child. Now, some of you are thinking, I've tried strategies before, my kid's already seeing a therapist, they're not accessing support at school. Well, that's because your child is having trouble using that strategy that you're teaching them and putting it into place. I have specific strategies that I'm offering in the course to manage that. Your child is really going to struggle with practicing one thing at home and putting it into place at school. So if you're thinking about, you know, well, if we just focus on how it's going at home, then, you know, my child will be able to manage it and this tightness in that explosion pattern will change. I don't see it happening that way when I work with highly sensitive children and when I work with parents of highly sensitive kids. You need strategies to be effective in both environments because the last thing you want to do is end up in a situation where you feel like you have to switch schools or pull your kid out of school or delay them a year because they're not getting the right support in the school classroom. A pet peeve of mine when I think of what's working and what's not working with parents who have their kiddos go to see professionals in the field is that a lot of professionals don't know the specific needs that highly sensitive kids have. And so if your child's local professional is not a skilled in understanding the specific needs for highly sensitive kids, then you need more support. That's what we're going to be focusing on in the course, in addition to managing how your child can have lasting success in the classroom. I have the course developed on my website, and then we have a week in a private Facebook group where we're going to be meeting together and applying the strategies and giving you 
answers to all of your questions in order to manage that specifically in order to teach the strategies to your kiddo and have more lasting effective support in managing it in the school setting. I go directly into how to help your child manage that and the the teacher how to manage it as well. The next thing that we're also going to be going over is how to apply the skill of advocating for your child in the classroom. It's common for, for parents to feel like they can just manage it at home and you know find strategies to, to teach managing these meltdowns at, at, at home. But what I really challenge you to think about is how your child's day in the classroom can be change or how your child can change their management of their stressors throughout that day in order to come home with less intense bubbly feelings by the time they get there. Highly sensitive kids, when they learn to kind of keep it all in, they end up exploding at the end of the day. So this is why you're seeing it at school. But that doesn't change through maturity. That doesn't change through, you know, by growing out of it or like eventually being able to apply those skills. Highly sensitive kids really struggle with generalization of skills. And so they need that in the real moment experience of managing that support. And so in order to set the stage up, you need to advocate for your child with the teacher. And so those strategies that I've got in that course will teach you all about that. So I really want you to think about what it is that you're hoping for in addressing those meltdowns after school and how your child's teacher can help you manage that. One of my favorite things to really teach on is the concept of recognizing that your kiddo needs more direct support in multiple arenas, not just at home. I was thorough in creating this mini course because if you're not getting the support from your child's school at the current, you know, just giving a heads up, hey, you know, my kid responds well to XYZ in passing at the parent-teacher meeting, then that's the time to, to take it up a notch. Your child's teacher might struggle to perceive how significant your child's needs are. And you don't need to live with these explosions at home. Parents that I work with are able to eliminate those daily meltdowns. And I want that for you too. The hustle and bustle of life prevents us from putting lasting change into place. I'm motivating you to actually put this stuff in place and get that support directly in a way that actually helps action be taken instead of sitting back and waiting and seeing how things go, which is how we as parents tend to respond to what's going on with our kiddos. And quite frankly, it's how a lot of professionals can respond to children as well. But if you're dealing with daily meltdowns, that's not the way to go. My passion is helping parents realize and become the catalyst for change for their child. And oftentimes, parents hear from other professionals or from just other parents that the kiddo is the one that needs to learn the skills. And unfortunately, research and my experience speak to the exact opposite. You're the one that needs to be doing something differently in order to help your child learn to do something differently. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. 
You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.